Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Natural Man Podcast is intended as general information for educational purposes only and should not be construed as medical advice or a diagnosis of any kind or as a substitute for medical treatment. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to replace the advice of or treatment by any physician. Do not rely upon any information to replace consultations or advice received by qualified health professionals regarding your own specific situation. If you suspect that you have a medical problem, you are urged to seek competent medical help. The Natural Man Podcast and its representatives and agents disclaim any liability for any negative or other medical or other outcome that may occur as a result of acting on or not acting on any information contained in the podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the host and all guests are their own, and their appearance on this podcast and at the website of the Natural Man Podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent and does not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Natural Man Podcast. This is the Natural Man Podcast. Well, I am very excited today. I have a guest that uh, is a groundbreaking researcher, and I couldn't be more excited. Uh, she's a medical doctor and a naturopathic doctor, a certified dietitian, nutritionist, and a Chinese medicine herbalist. And uh, I want to just introduce her right now, Dr. Carolyn Dean. Carolyn, thank you so much for making time to, to join us today on the Natural Man podcast. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Uh, it's just so important, I think, to get words out there that make sense to people on on their health journeys. And and you're one of the people who's getting the word out. I appreciate that. Oh, definitely. And um, no, I, I thank you. And, you know, I know you've been in medicine almost five decades. You were one of the first functional medicine doctors in Canada when you started, which is which is wild. Uh, you know, like they're, they're everywhere now, but to be one of the first, I mean, you're a pioneer in this stuff. You're a best-selling author. Uh, you've written one of the most incredible books I've ever read. And we talked about this, uh, off mic, but the magnesium miracle. Um, and, and I told you that that book changed my life. Um, magnesium was something I was so depleted in and I shared this in uh, previous episodes and it helped me overcome some serious cardiovascular uh, ailments that probably would have brought me to my demise if I didn't turn to magnesium. And there was a period where I was just listening to your podcast and reading your book for months. I mean, I think I heard everything that you had out <laughs> online oh. at that time. And oh. uh, it's just such a it's such a joy to have you here because uh, you're an amazing researcher. You've brought so much to the table as far as the importance of magnesium. You're a pioneer in this stuff. And, you know, I want to start by asking you, how did you stumble on magnesium? Mm, actually, I, I came to it twitching and palpitating <laughs> like you, Mike. Oh, man. <laughs> I had all the symptoms of magnesium deficiency, but I was still pushing through. You know, the adrenaline was still going. Yeah. I, I didn't learn about magnesium in medical school. 
I did learn about it in my naturopathic training, but it, it wasn't until I was in, in Manhattan actually doing alternative research on AIDS and chronic fatigue in the early 90s. And um, I, was on, um, I was on New York uh, TV, morning TV. I was on The View for Pete's sakes before wow. they, they went to commercials because they, you know, they would go to drug commercials and they couldn't have a doctor on saying, well, you don't need drugs, you just need to take this vitamin. <laughs> so so uh, Random House um, asked me to write a book on magnesium. Actually, I, I approached them with a book on Chinese uh, medicine, uh, herbal medicine, uh, that I wanted my, my Chinese herbal... A medical doctor to write with me. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, we just signed a book. Why don't you write a book on magnesium? And I, I was kind of taken, taken aback because I thought, how can you write 300 pages on one, one mineral? And as I started researching and looking into magnesium, I realized that my twitching and palpitating were all the symptoms of magnesium deficiency. And, wow. you know, when I added them up, it was like I was, I was just driving myself with adrenaline through headaches, insomnia, neck tension, back spasms, Charlie horses, um, even GERD, you know, mm-hmm. like heartburn. You, you get your hiatus hernia in a spasm and it pushes up and causes heartburn. Head-to-toe symptoms of magnesium deficiency. So I was the poster child. And then, I mean, we may get into it later, but when I started to take magnesium pills, because I said, man, I really need this stuff, I'm one of the, one of the many people, actually, that gets the laxative effect when I, I take a certain amount of magnesium. Right. And then that led me on a search to find a non-laxative magnesium. But it, it was totally, you know synchronous and and meant to be where you know I had the problem and I I came upon the solution it's and now I can pass that information on to to millions Mike I'm yep. passing it on to millions definitely no and uh I'm so glad you are now that's wild so random house asked you to do a thing on magnesium like to do a book on that that's right that's right I that's uh, what it was is um a friend of mine, she sort of became my um, agent. She wasn't a registered agent, but she had a friend who was an editor at Random House and asked her about the Chinese book. And then this friend said, well, you know, I just took some my- magnesium for a migraine. Do you think Dr. Dean can write a book on magnesium? It was, it was you know, that layer of synchronousness, yeah. <laughs> synchronicity, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad they asked you to do that. <laughs> I know, it's amazing. And, you know, I became the magnesium expert and, yeah. and all, the, all the supplement companies that sold magnesium would, would use my book to advertise their products. It was quite interesting. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd go on a web page about magnesium and they'd be quoting Dr. Dean. Oh, you're all over the place. Anytime you look up something on magnesium, your quotes are there. It's, it's, mm. it's mm-hmm. wild. Um, so why do you think so many people are deficient in magnesium today? What, what's making that happen? Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, many reasons. It's farmed out of the soil. 
um, the chlorine in tap water uh, binds, uh, no, displaces magnesium, the fluoride, huh? the fluoride, the, the crazy dental treatments that doctors give in the fluoride toothpaste, well, fluoride binds to magnesium, makes a brittle compound called magnesium fluoride, mm -hmm. and that brittle compound will, will precipitate in tendons and joints. And when you look at, uh, kind of a sidebar here, when you look at, at fluoride drugs, there are a lot of common medications um, use fluoride uh, because it helps break through cell membranes. But anyway, you've got um, Cipro, uh, an antibiotic is a fluoride drug, and it even has a black box FDA warning that it causes tendon rupture. Wow. And, and nobody knows why. Oh my gosh, what's going on? Yeah. So you've got all the, you've got uh, uh, anest, uh, general anesthetics that people take for surgery. So they, you know, they knock them out and cut them open. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the side effects of having major surgeries is you come out with heart palpitations. And I think it's because you're using a fluoride drug. The fluoride binds up your magnesium, and magnesium is the major electrolyte that keeps your heart rhythm in balance. Yeah. So anyway, you've got fluoride in the world, and that's binding magnesium. Uh, it's processed out of foods. It's depleted by stress. It's depleted by Wi-Fi. You know, all these signals that running through the atmosphere, they run through our brains and our bodies. And, and what happens with um, these EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies, is they actually break open calcium mineral ion channels into cells mm -hmm. and allow too much calcium into cells that then can just disrupt cell function because the cells depend on a little bit of calcium to fire the nerve or fire the muscle. And if you get too much calcium, then the, the firing just goes to death. You know, they just get, get uh, excited to death. So magnesium is the gatekeeper of calcium getting in and out of cells. So if you have enough magnesium, then the Wi-Fi do doesn't seem to bother people as much. Now, you know, that's something new that we're, we're not being told. Yeah. Uh, um, there's so much calcium in the, our diets now compared to magnesium that, you know, we become calcified. It's supposed to be a one-to-one -one ratio of uh, calcium to magnesium, in our diet and the way people use supplements, it's more like 10 to 1. Mm -hmm. So we're becoming, you know, rigid with calcium and, and calcification is one of, one of the ways we age. So if we can keep saturated with magnesium, that keeps calcium in solution. And it also helps direct calcium to the bones and teeth. Vitamin K2 does that as well. Right. And then, and then finally, there's, there's no valid blood test to diagnose magnesium. Uh, the sheer magnesium test is, is just so, you know, pitiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Only 1% of the total body magnesium is in the serum. So you're, you're just measuring this tiny little, little space and, um, you know, the way... Uh, the body's uh, biofeedback works, and 
and because magnesium is so vital, crucial, uh, etc., um, as soon as magnesium levels in the serum go a little low, uh, the body pulls some magnesium out of muscles or bones. So it 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 stays in in this little ter- narrow tight range to keep the heart beating properly. I, I talked about the the cells getting too much calcium. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly, well, it's all the cells, but uh, muscles and nerves are the most important because uh, you take your heart muscle, if it's firing erratically, that's a heart arrhythmia. And and like you said, Mike, about your case, Mm -hmm. you you get a heart arrhythmia, then you're in the hands of a doctor who's going to put you on blood thinners and a statin just in case and if you've got a bit of blood pressure you're on a blood pressure drug and and all these drugs actually just make your cholesterol worse they elevate your blood sugar they make your blood pressure worse because they're all depleting magnesium and then you're on lifelong drugs right as long as long as you live with all that going on yeah definitely and you know carolyn i was telling you um I was severely magnesium deficient, and I, I shared this in earlier episodes, and I've talked on different episodes mm. about this, and um, I just can't believe how sick I was. Like, there was other other factors at play, and, and we'll get into some of that later, but I had other uh, body systems that weren't working properly. It wasn't just my heart, but... Um, magnesium is just involved in, I think your book said something like 800 different enzyme systems that we know of. Can you talk about some of those? Mm. Oh, yes. But first, Mike, it's important to know that magnesium, it's responsible for 80% of known metabolic functions. Wow. 80%. Wow. Head to toe. Yeah. Uh, And okay, uh, we know that there are about 1300 enzyme systems mm-hmm. so the body is is working with 1300 enzyme system well if 80 percent are run by magnesium that's a thousand forty enzymes that are driven by magnesium wow. now there are references uh, that are coming up about 600 to 800 uh, enzyme systems, whereas you're mostly reading, oh, there's 300. And man, it is so huge. This um, the level of of mm, malfunction that can occur in the body mm-hmm. because we don't have enough magnesium. It's just too much for doctors to cope with. Yeah, you know, they they just want to have one sy- uh, symptom. You make one diagnosis and give you one drug, and this is just so far out of their their ball game. But anyway, the the biggest uh, r- relationship of magnesium and an enzyme is with ATP um, in the mitochondria, mm-hmm. ATPase. So mitochondria is huge right now. Right? Yeah. Everybody's talking about, oh, mitochondrial depletion. What are we going to do with our mitochondria? Mitochondria. Yeah. On and on and on. Mm-hmm. But magnesium um, in the Krebs cycle, in the mitochondria, is uh, involved in several of the steps. But the end point with the ATP, adenosine triphosphate, it has to bond with ATP 
to activate that energy molecule. Hmm. I mean, when you look it up, if you look up um, MGATP, you'll see it's a, it's a designation. It's what researchers say um, ATP really is. It's an energy molecule that's bound to magnesium. So that's huge. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what do people go to uh, doctors for? Oh, you know, I have no energy. I'm fatigued. I'm, I'm not sleeping. You know, my muscles are all tight. I have um, apathy. They put them on an antidepressant, whereas they're just crying out for magnesium. Another huge one that gets us in trouble, actually, is there's an enzyme that makes cholesterol... Um, HMG-CoA reductase, mm -hmm. and that's the one that they, they give statins in order to kill it because HMG-CoA reductase m makes cholesterol, and that enzyme is regulated by magnesium. So magnesium, when, when cholesterol is low, it'll make, make cholesterol. When cholesterol is too high, it stops making it. It regulates it. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, our brilliant allopathic medical and big pharma system says, well, let's just kill that sucker. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get rid of it, and then we won't have problems with cholesterol. And at the same time, I mean, seriously, cholesterol is absolutely vital to coat all our cell membranes, to make our hormones. Mm -hmm. I mean, as soon as you start, start taking statins, you know, the, the libido is in the tank and then you really need your Viagra. Right. But, but that makes Big Pharma happy because they want to create the disease and offer the cure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And other important enzymes, I'll just quickly go over... Um, Oh, I already said about uh, actually the muscles and nerves opening up the cell mineral ion channels. That's created by uh, magnesium uh, enzymes. And I mentioned about the mitochondria. And one of the ways the body deals with excess calcium actually is to dump it into mitochondria. I don't know why you know somebody you know, did research and reported that, but that's another reason why uh, mitochondria are getting weakened and look like there's mitochondrial disease. From calcium overload? Correct. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So again, if you have magnesium in your system that solubilizes calcium, which it does, and directs it to the bones and teeth, which it does, then you don't have this extra calcium to calcify the body. Right. Wow. That, that's, uh, that's, that's wild. I didn't know that. Um, mm. you're, you're right. Mitochondrial medicine is all the rage right now. There's a number of researchers. And I don't know if you're familiar with the movement. They call themselves mitochondriacs. I kind of subscribe to some of that. Um, <laughs> But they're, what, what they're saying now, there's some uh, research by a, um, a researcher out of Philadelphia, Dr. Doug Wallace, who mm -hmm. um, is studying you know, the mitochondria. And a lot of research is coming out now and saying that faulty mitochondria is responsible for something like 80% of disease. Mm -hmm. And so I just find that fascinating um, with what you're saying because mm -hmm. magnesium probably powers that. 
Um, exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, dig down a little bit. Faulty mito. How? Why are they faulty? Oh, they don't have enough magnesium. Oh, then let's give magnesium. Oh, look, our mitochondria are responding. Yeah. And and yet, you know, when you look at what they say to do for mitochondria, oh, you have to exercise more. Exercise will give you, you know, stimulate mitochondrial, you know, whatever reproduction. Yeah. Um, or you know, do all these shock therapies, which I'm not really keen on. You know the the ice cold baths or long hot saunas, mm -hmm. you know, they, sh they do shock the body because the body thinks you're trying to kill it. Mm. <laughs> so it is going to produce a whole bunch of, you know, juicy looking hormones, you know, oh yeah. my gosh, look, I did this cold bath and my growth hormone shot up and, and you know, this, this measurement went, went so high, I'm so excited, but then what about the building blocks of of all those things that that get um, stimulated? Even adrenaline, when yeah. you sh do shock stuff, your adrenaline goes up. Well, you can't keep doing that to your adrenaline because you need the building blocks. Uh, magnesium is involved in that process too. Yeah. So everything I do is focused on giving you the the natural, well-absorbed, building blocks that make everything. I mean, it, I'm talking about everything, but you can't go synthetic. Mm -hmm. it, when, when people talk about um, the B vitamins, I'm, I'm big on Bs because after magnesium, I think Bs are, are a huge um, cofactor in metabolic processes. Mm -hmm. They do so much. And it, I watched it happen. I started my medical practice in 1979 for Pete's sakes. Mm. There weren't even health food stores around. <laughs> and <laughs> and the, the vitamins that started up were food-based. You know, they, yeah. they just chunked up some food and put it in capsules. But then, you know, the, the um, chemists got a hold of it, the biochemists, and they said, hey, look at this molecule. I bet I can make it out of coal tar. Let's just go ahead and do that. Yeah. So you've got this whole industry based on synthetic supplements. Right. The vitamins, um, synthetic, the minerals, they're all just dirt minerals. They, I work with a picometer minerals that are the size of ions, so um, they're stabilized ions that, that, that the cell wants through its cell mineral ion channels. Mm -hmm. You've got the omega-3s, they're, they're ruining the, the kale, uh, krill I should say, <laughs> krill food of the whales that, that I see here every winter in Maui. Mm -hmm to you know squish it down and make it into omega-3 capsules for people so they're going to kill off the whales and what happens with um, with uh, fish oils is I don't know about krill but I know there's mercury uh, contamination of most fish oils mm -hmm. so the fish oils have to be processed to the nth degree to get rid of the mercury and the other chemicals and toxins. So, you know, fish oils are highly processed. Um, I work with uh, omega-3 algae, 
that uh, that is you know can be controlled in a in a safe uh, chemical free space and it's the algae that the fish eat that creates the omega-3s isn't that cool yeah that's wild hey this is mike c and we want you to know that we only endorse products we truly believe in we're an affiliate of best-selling author dr carolyn dean's rna reset products home of the famous remag liquid magnesium supplement so when you go to rnareset.com and make any purchases using the coupon code NATURALMAN, we get a commission. So if you like what we do, this is one way you can support the Natural Man podcast. Make your purchase now at rnareset.com using the coupon code NATURALMAN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, right. definitely. Mm-hmm. And and so um, you touched on something. and I, So you're not a fan of those cold plunges because of the shocking effect on the body? Because everybody talks about how great those are. So I'm fascinated to hear that you're not yeah. a fan. Is that, is that true? It's true. I mean, what, what happens in my world, Mike, is I'll get the people who've done the cold plungers or the constant hot saunas after a year or so, and they're depleted. Really? Yes, yes. It, I mean, um, the hot sun is especially will, um, you'll evaporate all your minerals. Yeah. I mean, you take, you take the athletes, you take the military in the Middle East, they're sweating bricks. And we do mean bricks mm-hmm. because uh, these people will take, take off their under t-shirts and hang them out to, to dry, but, but basically they dry like boards because it's all, it's all salty with sodium and, and potassium and magnesium. Wow. They're, they're losing all their minerals. And what do they replace them with? I won't mention the brand name, mm-hmm. but it's just sugar and salt water. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And, and, you know, back to speaking about uh, the magnesium deficiency, how, how did that come about? You know, we have to say that all minerals have become deficient and by soil depletion and I say by the, the demonization of salt. I recommend sea salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, when salt is, um, when doctors tell you that salt is bad for you, you better stop it. Well, that's table salt. That's sodium chloride. That's one mineral. But in sea salt, you've got 72 minerals. And the first part of my program with people is to tell them to hydrate with sea salted water. Mm -hmm. And what you do there is you take your body weight in pounds, uh, divide that in half, and take that amount of ounces of water a day. So if you're 200 pounds, you take 100 ounces of, of a, hopefully a clean water, yeah. and then in every liter, you put a quarter teaspoon of sea salt. So it, first of all, it makes it taste good, and secondly, you're, it's a way of getting your water into your body and starting to get your minerals in, because what happens at the cellular level 
the cells in, in the mitochondria, etc., need those minerals. So the minerals will be absorbed into the cells and pull water in into the cells after. Um, we have people who say, well, you know, I'm drinking more water, but I'm, I, I'm actually, I actually have less ankle edema. I don't get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And that's because the cells are occupying, or what is it, water's occupying the cells rather than the cells not having enough minerals to keep the water inside. Mm. And, and the water doesn't go and, you know, hang out in your ankles. Yeah. Or your fingers even. I mean, there was a time when I couldn't, um, you know, make a fist with my fingers. They would be so tight with fluid. You should be able to you know, bend your, you know, the first, second, and third part of your finger, bend them together inside your, your palm. Yeah. And if you can't do that, that means you've got fluid retention and you don't have enough minerals to keep your fluid out of your tissues. That's amazing. There, there's so much. I mean, it, these minerals literally power mm. the entire body. And mm -hmm. one thing that when I was in my severe deficiency, um, I was severely hypothyroid. Uh, my TSH was off the charts, my thyroid stimulating ho hormone. And I was put on a medication. It was seen as idiopathic. Um, I had several emergency room visits. Um, it seemed to be connected to my arrhythmia. And so when I started magnesium, um, I just noticed that my TSH started coming down. And I eventually weaned off the uh, the levothyroxine that I was on mm -hmm. for, I don't know, two years. And so magnesium, I was taking it for my cardiovascular issues and it healed my thyroid. And I was like, this this stuff is amazing. I mean, it, <laughs> it I, I healed something I didn't even know I was healing. And my TSH has been stable ever since I've been wow. taking magnesium regularly. Um, yeah. Yep. Well, that is amazing. I don't think I I didn't realize it would just be with magnesium because as as soon as I started uh, working with my picometer magnesium, I moved to a picometer multiple mineral. Right. And nine of the minerals in this multiple mineral support thyroid hormone production. Hmm. Nine of them. And so maybe I didn't leave people on, on just mag magnesium alone for long enough. But what I found personally is after six weeks on this multiple mineral with, with iodine, selenium, zinc, molybdenum, boron, copper, chromium, manganese, and some magnesium as well, mm -hmm. Um, after about six weeks, I, um, I just quit my 60 milligrams armor thyroid. Wow. You know, my, my fingers got toasty because even on the armor thyroid, my fingers were so cold. My yeah. feet were cold. So to make thyroid hormones, you, you need the, you need your minerals. Right. And a lot of, I mean, what do medical doctors do? They wait till your thyroid is dead and then they give you levothyroxine. Yeah. Even alternative doctors say, wait till your thyroid is dead, and they give you armor thyroid, which is supposed to be more natural. Yeah. But what about the building blocks uh, that 
we can take to keep our thyroids happy and healthy. And yes, the, you know, when some, it sounds like you had total total body burnout. Or yeah. Total. It, it's just incredible what you went through. And yeah. and you know, you're you're saying, okay, well, if eighty percent of my body needed magnesium, then I eighty percent of my body was just shot. Yeah. And it was and it was this chronic fatigue, like I couldn't even describe. I remember going to. Um, a movie with my family and like I, I would never I couldn't keep my eyes open I would always fall asleep mm. no matter where I was and my wife would mention that she'd be like you know you're you're at a you know we're at a karate lesson and uh, and I'm sleeping on the bench and she's like you're always <laughs> sleeping and she says you don't really do that anymore and I was like I don't know I guess you know thank God mm. I'm just feeling a lot better but I just feel like magnesium helped me turn a corner mm. and I remember the first time one of the first times I went to um, the emergency room I went to uh, uh, I won't name the hospital but it's a very progressive innovative hospital that everyone's familiar with and they treated me with mag sulfate and I was mm. in there because I had a, a ventricular tachycardia that was sustained at 180 beats per minute um, basically mm. a 911 situation and they gave me a 2000 milligram mag sulfate drip and in 10 minutes it stopped mm. and I was amazed and I was mm -hmm. like okay there's there's something here <laughs> wow yeah but but then I say to people okay that'll happen but do they tell their patients to keep taking magnesium at home no of course they did not right. they did not <laughs> and I I felt fantastic for like two weeks so I guess that mm. drip saturated me temporarily mm. But mm -hmm. after a couple weeks, it came back, and it wasn't until I stumbled on your stuff, uh, sadly, years later, because I had to suffer mm -hmm. through it for a while, um, mm -hmm. where I started taking it seriously, and it became, I mean, I was taking twelve to 1,500 milligrams a day for probably about a year, every single day, and then I started to... Uh, taper it back because I felt like I, you know, I, I started feeling weird, like I was taking too much, and I was getting different mm. arrhythmia sensations, mm. almost like oversaturation. Um, mm. And you know, now I'm down to, uh, oh, I think I take it maybe twice a week, and I don't need to take it anymore. Um, but wow. it's just amazing how long it takes. And you talked about this um, in your book, how long it takes to saturate your body mm -hmm. with it. It can take years. Mm. Yeah, it did me a year and a half. But see, I couldn't uh, start until I had the non-laxative form. I mean, I'm just, I'm just amazed that you were able to take 1,200 milligrams and not get the laxative effect from <laughs> ordinary magnesium. That's awesome. Well, I took mag glycinate and mag orotate, uh -huh. um, right. which apparently get right into those tissues, um, hi highly absor absorptive, if that's if that's a word. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, it, it, I mean, it did the job and, right. uh, I'm a lot better because right. of it, but, uh, but again, wow. it's, it's connecting all those dots. So it's mm -hmm. reading your book, it's learning the different enzyme systems that it's responsible for. And some of them I learned mm -hmm. by accident, but, uh, it's just phenomenal, um, mm -hmm. all that this does. And, uh, yeah, it's now, well, I mean, you were a young guy when all this happened, what what I look at is um, people who've been, they'll come to magnesium after 30 or 40 years 
and right. they're on a dozen drugs and they have weak bowels and you know maybe IBS or leaky gut yeah. and they can't take enough magnesium to make a difference and they don't know that the the laxative effect it doesn't mean that they're saturated because that's what doctors tell them hmm. you know oh doc you know i took the 300 milligrams and i got the laxative effect and they go, oh then then you don't need it and that i mean that's the myth that i i'm trying trying to explode because in my case I couldn't take more than 50 milligrams, 50 milligrams of anything, glycinate, ortate, you name it. Wow. Magnesium L3 and 8 for Pete's sake. Yeah. Uh, 50 milligrams, I get the laxative effects. So there's no way I could, I could overcome my deficiency. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, I went on this 10-year 10-year quest to find a non-laxative magnesium. And when I got it, I was able to, and I had to take 1,200 milligrams for but a year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I weaned down, so now I only have to take about 300 milligrams a day. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Mike, I'm going to say to you that why are you just taking it twice a week? Now you know it's needed for 80% of known metabolic functions. Why don't you take a little bit every day? Well, I'll tell you why. The the one I take a mag glycinate, and I mm-hmm. find that if I take it every day, I start having weird heart, heart rhythms, almost like too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't the rhythms mm-hmm. I had when I was depleted. They mm-hmm. they feel they have a different sensation, and so when I take it, when I when I um, taper it back to just that low amount every week, um, I seem to be most stable. Does that make sense? I'm not trying to turn this into a consult, but you asked me, and I'd love your input on that. But uh, does that does that make any sense to you? Um, what happens with the compounds is um, there hasn't been enough research on, on what's going on, like with the glycinate part or okay. the ortate part or or the taurine part, for example, Mm -hmm. magnesium taurate, people say, oh, well, taurine is good for the heart, and, you know, shouldn't we be using that? Well, what happens um, in the body when it's trying to get magnesium or get the mineral from any mineral compound, it will look at, um, like I use a magnesium chloride, Mm -hmm. So it will say, oh, okay, we have to break down this magnesium chloride in order to get the magnesium ions into the cells. And what happens with magnesium is it's so reactive that that magnesium might, ion might have a split second to dive into a cell because a split second later, it's going to bind back up to something. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes... Um, magnesium compounds difficult to absorb and then what is happening with the other part of the compound i mean the the taurine itself when they say oh it's important for the heart like i said well taurine it'll do stuff on its own um, it's a sulfur amino acid it's um very important for making bile acids that keep bile salts dissolved and it's um it's doing things for the heart as well 
So it's not, the magnesium taurate isn't working just as a magnesium. It's doing something else. So what I would be doing is looking at, well, what are there studies on glycinate? What does glycinate do to the heart? Does it, does it activate the heart? You know, are you just getting a magnesium when you're taking magnesium glycinate or, or are you getting the glycinate effects? See what I mean? I do see what you mean. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny because I notice the same thing when I take orotate too often. And those typically come in 50 milligram capsules, if I'm not mistaken. And it's the same thing. Like I can do it a couple times a week, but when I take too much, um, mm-hmm. I feel this weird roll in my heart and I can duplicate it if I take too much taurine. So it's funny that you mentioned taurine. Um, mm-hmm. Taurine's another thing that'll keep me stable for a long time. But I always have to, it's like I'm a constant balancing act. I think for me, um, I think there's something genetic in my um, potassium, magnesium ions Mm. in my cells because my parents Mm. both had arrhythmias. They didn't do any biohacking. They just went the standard protocol, went on medications. It was years Mm. back. But I just think there's something weird genetic going on and so mm-hmm. it's always this constant balancing act but i've been mm-hmm. able thank god to keep myself out of the hospital and <laughs> i'm a lot better so that that's just my i'm just guessing i have no idea i can't verify that with labs i can't you know i don't mm. i don't know if we're there yet research wise um but i just find that i'm best on those low doses and i can only think that taking those high doses of glycinate and orotate for you know almost three years, um, just saturated me and my body's got a lot to hold on to now. And I'm never going to let myself get depleted like I did before because that was the scare of my life. Um, so that's my answer. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Well, there's a lot, you know, what, what do, what do all the podcasters say now? There's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) (laughs) There is. I hate, I hate that term, but anyway, (laughs) I mean, I don't think it's genetic as much as it's just getting the balance and making sure you have enough magnesium. I sincerely believe that. Mm -hmm. What we've done in medicine and even alternative medicine is we just pound the body with high doses of stuff and see, see what happens. And I learned that early on. I mean, with, uh, when I was mentioning about the synthetic bees and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, people would, uh, when the synthetics came out and people would say, well, you know, I gave my patient a 10, 10 milligram bee complex and it didn't seem to help. So I went to a 50 and that really helped. And then they, you know, then they needed a hundred milligrams. And then I started to do IM injections. And then I went to IV. Mm-hmm. It's the synthetic that's not working. Right. You know, I work with uh, a, a B-complex food-based methylated that's low potency because that's what the body wants. It wants natural, low. You, it doesn't want to be pushed. Yeah. You know, when you're using th- synthetics, you're just, you're just attacking the receptor sites and ripping them apart and forcing the reactions. Yeah. So, you know, what I say about, and, and potassium is very important. So what I say about, you know, oh, something genetic, potassium and magnesium, you just have to take these things and, in low doses consistently to slowly, you know, um, mimic what the body is, is doing, what the body wants. Yeah. 
And, and when we use these compounds, I mean, I, it just, you know, makes me shudder when I see all these magnesium products. I did a search on Amazon the other day, just put in magnesium. It came up with 2,000 products. Wow. And you know they're not <laughs> all good. No. 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 And there's one, ones now that say, well, we have seven different types of magnesium. This is really going to help. Well, golly, the yeah. body has to break down all those compounds and yeah. try to get a few ions out of it. And, and magnesium L3 and A drives me crazy because they, they put on the labels of a lot of their, their um, products um, 2,000 milligrams of magnesium L3 and 8. And you think, oh my gosh, I'm getting 2,000 milligrams of magnesium. Yeah. No, when you turn over the label and look at the supplement facts, it says for three capsules, you can get 144 milligrams of elemental magnesium. Right, the fine print. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 144 milligrams. I would have had to take what 30 capsules, yeah. and I would have, you know, I would have been dead from di dead from diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, you, the the hype and the commercial commercialization of supplements is just scary to me. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I'll tell you a funny story, um, mm -hmm. which which still uh, puzzles me about myself. Um, uh, so earlier this year, I had a piece of food stuck in my esophagus. I just think mm. I, it was just stupidity on my part. I was eating fast. I think I didn't chew something properly um, and it got stuck there. And I like, I couldn't get anything else down. It was kind of scary and uh -huh. I was getting dehydrated. And so I went to the emergency room and uh -huh. by the time they checked me in, the food had just went down. So I was like, oh, great. Now I'm going to get an $800 bill just yeah. for sitting on this bed. And so they just mm -hmm. gave me uh, 2,000 milligrams of mag. No, no, not mag. Uh, just saline. Just mm -hmm. to rehydrate me. And mm -hmm. it set my heart off. <gasps> it set me off. It was just saline. And I think there was... Uh, how, much so how much sodium chloride is in... A drip. I think there was 900 milligrams of sodium chloride in the drip that they gave me. Uh -huh. And I was puzzled because that usually hydrates people and gets people out of arrhythmias. <laughs> and so what I did, they let me go home. I was having a lot of PVCs, premature ventricular oh beats. Oh my gosh. And wow. I got home and I drank a liter of coconut water. Um, mm -hmm. I had to pee, it acted as a, as a, as a, um, diuretic. A, a diuretic. I was running to the bathroom every five minutes for like a couple hours and then everything stabilized. So I guess the mm. potassium from the coconut water kicked out that excess sodium. So yeah. when I tell everybody this, they're like, yeah. you're the only person on the planet that can't handle saline. And so, no. <laughs> like, it's, isn't that crazy though? And then they told me, no, 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 no that's huge. This is a huge um, clue. Um, okay. The sodium, uh, sodium, potassium do a little dance. Mm -hmm. So what you did there is you magnified what I think you have is a, is a kind of a potassium deficiency. Okay. You took, you know, so much magnesium that um, you need potassium in order to absorb magnesium and vice versa, actually. Right. So I bet if you start working with... Um, you know, some picometer potassium that you'll balance out what's going on uh, with your, you know, okay. occasional this and that. Okay. Okay. That's good yep. to know. Thanks for the, thanks for the tip, Carolyn. 
Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, uh, what I was going to say also is, uh, are there any contraindications for somebody who wants to take magnesium? Um, I know sometimes people focus on if you have kidney issues, you have to be careful. Mm -hmm. When do you have to be cautious if you're considering magnesium? Right, right. Well, in the Magnesium Miracle book, I put the four, four contraindications. Myasthenia gravis, that's a condition of the muscle weakness. And magnesium can relax muscles. So they say, well, you know, it could relax them too too much, even, you know, lung mus muscles. But, but then I've, I've spoken with people who've been um, uh, heavy metal toxic, mm -hmm. and they absolutely required magnesium to help detoxify their heavy metals. So that's where you're under a doctor's supervision to take magnesium. Uh, a very slow heart rate because you don't want the magnesium can help again relax your the the smooth uh, muscles of your blood vessels and maybe relax them to the point that you'll get even slower heart rate. So I tell people you really have to have that checked out. You may need uh, to get a pacemaker implanted and and then you can take your magnesium. Right. Bowel obstruction uh, because. Uh, if you take too much magnesium and you can't get rid of it by the laxative effect. And then there's kidney failure. And this, well, that's because uh, they say, well, you won't be able to urinate out excess magnesium. But it's a big problem now because they've got these, uh, you know, kidney failure level one, two, three, four. Yeah. You know, as soon as it looks like your kidneys are a little bit overworked, they say, ah, no magnesium. And I get, yes, in, in the Magnesium Miracle book, I put the story of a, of a customer of mine who was, is on dialysis. And she found that every time she went for dialysis, her, her palpitations would kick up and she'd get leg cramps and everything. Mm. And when she started against doctor's orders, taking a picometer magnesium and felt 100% better, she talked her the doctors into giving her a pre-dialysis and post-dialysis um, magnesium blood tests, and she proved to them that their their treatments were lowering her magnesium. Wow! And I've talked to nephrologists. Uh, I know Jason Fung. Mm -hmm. Jason is a Toronto doctor. He he's written some awesome books on what the the obesity. Is it the obesity fix or something like that? Or maybe that's uh, De Nicola Antonio, but he's written a number of books. Jason Fung, he, he um, supports intermittent fasting and fasting for, for uh, kidney failure. He's a nephrologist. Mm -hmm. And he told me, yeah, his dialysis patients, he sees them twitching and, you know, grabbing their hearts. And he says he's giving them magnesium. So I said, when are you going to write that paper, Jason? And he says, <laughs> he says, no, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to get shot. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So anyway, with kidney failure, um, they, they, it's over, kind of overdiagnosed, I guess. Yeah. And people do need magnesium to just say outright, oh yeah, you're, you're whatever kidney tests are a little bit out of out of line don't take any magnesium yeah. 
and when you consider 80% of your known metabolic functions need to have that magnesium, you've just, you know, messed with someone's life. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, kidney stones have a connection with magnesium, right? Is mm-hmm. Are kidney stones yeah. always the result of low magnesium or is there other causes? Um, I think, hmm, I could make a case that it's mostly magnesium, mm-hmm. but um, there's dehydration. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's excess calcium that we already talked about and the lack of magnesium that seems to perpetrate them. Um, allopathic medicine says magnesium uh, can help by creating an alkaline environment. Uh, so that's why magnesium can help uh, prevent kidney stones, but that's kind of you know, too general. Mm-hmm. Uh, some research says that magnesium will bind oxalates in the body, which it does. And that interferes with calcium oxalate stone formation. But I say that if you're properly saturated with magnesium, calcium becomes soluble and is directed to the bones and teeth and doesn't precipitate in the arteries as atherosclerosis, in the joints as arthritis, in breast tissue as DCIS, you know, the ductal carcinoma in situ, or gallstones or heel spurs or the kidney stones. So it, it's this whole, I guess what what I'm kind of focused on and what I'm trying to get across is it's all the nutrients together, hydrating, taking your sea salt, taking a good balance of your minerals and, and your vitamins is what will keep everything in balance. But what um, medical research tr- tries to do is it, tries to drill down to, well, what's really going, what's the most important part? And they drill down further and further and further, but because they have their, their filters are on <laughs> against yeah. uh, minerals and nutrients, their, their filters are on against magnesium because they haven't got a good blood test. Yeah. You need an ionized uh, magnesium test. And I, I've been doing some um, university studies with magnesium on absorption and um, using the ionized magnesium test and just proving over and over again that uh, you have to have a better test for magnesium or you're going to keep losing people. Yeah. Is that ionized test available to the public at this Mm -mm. time? It's not. No. No, it's still just in um, intensive care and in research research labs. Mm. Um. You mentioned something in your book that uh, I didn't know when I was reading it, and that's how vitamin D supplementation and even sunlight exposure, getting vitamin D that way, uh, requires magnesium to synthesize vitamin D. So it can deplete you if you're taking high-dose vitamin D, which so many people are doing in a post-COVID world. Um, Talk about that. Yeah, it it is scary that a lot of people are are have become D dependent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, you know, Mike, I used to think that you shouldn't take too high a dose of vitamin D because uh, the research said that vitamin D depletes magnesium. Mm-hmm. But when I did some uh, vitamin D testing on myself and my customers, I was shocked. My vitamin D was nineteen. And optimum is around 60. Yeah. 19. Wow. 
you know, I'm yeah. living in Maui. I don't go out in the sun, but mm. you know, I'm healthy. And, but I didn't, I didn't feel I, I had any vitamin D deficiency symptoms, but it's cause I'm on enough magnesium to make that vitamin D work. Really? So you, you're yeah. fine on a lower level? Is that what you're saying? No, I didn't stay there. Okay. You know, I no way. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I follow I follow science, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you do. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm up to sixty, Good and I'm you. taking five thousand to ten thousand uh, units a day, and and just keep myself in in balance there. Yeah. yeah. You you want to make everything work for you, but yeah, when I was doing uh, the research on vitamin D, and realized I should take sixty, I I started uh, I started the higher dose vitamin D, and the next. Uh, vitamin D test I did a couple of months later, my magnesium had dropped. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So what did that prove? It proved that my extra vitamin D needed that extra magnesium in order to activate it. Yeah. It was so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love, we love science when it works. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I, it's so, yeah, sorry, yeah, go ahead, go, go ahead. Uh, so I was just going to finish up. Um, magnesium is required in eight of the 10 steps that are needed to activate vitamin D. So anyone talking about vitamin D who doesn't also talk about magnesium is missing the point. Mm. And, and actually the way I, it really hit home to me was I'd have uh, customers coming b back to uh, us saying that, look, I took 50,000 units of vitamin D from my doctor and I'm getting back all my magnesium deficiency symptoms, mm -hmm. or even going on vacation and soaking up the sun, getting leg cramps. They were using up all their extra vitamin D to sorry, all their extra magnesium to metabolize their vitamin D. Isn't that cool? It is cool. Yeah, it's cool how you can see those effects. And yeah. I'm a big vitamin D guy myself. I, I get it. I try to get it from sunlight myself. You're in Maui. Mm -hmm. It's free if you go outside. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I know. But, you know, I, I really can't put, put sun on my face. I, I did that for many decades. I, I'm in my 70th year and I have to save my face. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, mm -hmm. You know what? I hate to say this, Carolyn, but we're out of time. No. Um, yeah, this is this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> I would love for you to come back if you got the time, because we haven't even scratched the surface on all that we can get into. Right. Um, so, just want to extend that invitation. I uh, would love yes. to have you back. Yeah, I'd love to come back. There's. There is so much to unpack, Mike. There is so much to unpack. I'm going to make sure next episode I say that. <laughs> Just to bug you. Um, yeah. But no, that's... Well, yeah, it's been great. I, I really appreciate this. And it's great. You know, I'm sitting here in my bathing suit looking out at the ocean. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, that's great. Nothing, yeah. nothing like the ocean. Nothing like the ocean. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Uh, let me just finish with this. Yeah. Um, ocean water has three times the magnesium as it does calcium. Wow. So when people lived by the ocean, they were healthier. They were getting a lot of magnesium. They were in the water. All the, you know, ocean, whatever, algaes and fish had more magnesium. So then the body had to 
had to figure out how to get enough calcium, you know, for bones and teeth and, and all that, the clotting mechanisms. Mm -hmm. So they created vitamin, <laughs> vitamin D was created to pull in as much calcium as possible and hold it. Mm -hmm. And what have we done in, in present times is we've overcalcified ourselves with um, putting um, calcium in orange juice for Pete's sake, yeah. telling women after age 40 they need 1,500 milligrams of calcium. Yeah. We really only need 600 milligrams a day, and you can figure that out from your diet, and, and if you're not getting enough, then you take a picometer calcium. Yeah. So there. Yeah, there you go. No, that's that's uh, that's awesome information. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I remember talking to a friend who's a function me functional medicine doc who said she doesn't understand why, why so many people take calcium because it's it's not depleted <gasps> from the foods the way magnesium is right you know exactly. so it's it's more readily available and that's why we're all that's why we're all calcified carolyn <laughs> that's right we are calcified and on that on that rigid note we will leave each other <laughs> for sure but uh no thanks for being here um can people find you online any website uh, right 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 of course drcarolindean.com okay that's that's my informational website. You can join in my radio shows on Mondays, and my my other site is rnareset.com. Okay, we'll post those in the show notes. And uh, thanks for being here, Carolyn. This was fun. Awesome. Thank you, Mike. Good to, good to know you. That'll do it for this edition of the Natural Man Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe to us. And check us out at naturalmanpodcast.com. We're also now streaming on Fountain. So for those Bitcoiners out there, if you want to send us some sats, we'll happily take those. Thanks for being here. I'm Mike C. Stay healthy. The Natural Man Podcast. Check us out. Naturalmanpodcast.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Kids. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous or sexy catch us on, on the dean blundell network or on our youtube channel or wherever you get your podcasts because democracy is something you do another sound off media company podcast